When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello here and welcome to another edition of the Husker Online postgame show. We're back again on the road here, uh, still in the press box in Minneapolis. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Washhead. Uh, we're going to try to get you through this loss. Obviously an extremely tough finish for Matt Rule in his opener. Huskers um, had control of this game late, uh, fall 13-10. to 10. Uh, to the Minnesotas uh, when they had the ball guys um, with a lead of 10 to three um, when Anthony Grant looked to kind of have a nice run going that they were going to just kind of close this game down. Then he fumbles. Uh, Minnesota scores a touchdown to tie the game on fourth and 10 um, where it was an unbelievable play. If he doesn't catch that ball, game's over. Nebraska wins. Then Nebraska throws another interception again in the final couple of minutes, which gives Minnesota a chance to win the game, and they do on a field goal. So tough night for Matt Rule's team to lose. But on the other end, they turned it over four times, guys. <laughs> yeah, they turned it over four times, had seven penalties. Um, you know what, guys? You know what people are saying, right? Same old Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Same old Nebraska. Now, there is a lot There is a lot to feel good about, uh, but those two late turnovers are crushing. Now, now Sean, I'm going to give – I'm going to give uh, – who was that knocked it number number five for Minnesota? Um, Justin Wally's his name. I'm gonna give him a lot of credit on that play. Good play. He came from the side. He, Grant didn't see him coming. Knocked the ball loose. Um, Grant Anthony Grant was on a. He was he was he was making a nice run there. Um, you can't really. There's nothing you can. Not a lot of excuses to be made for the quarterback tonight, though. I mean, you got to take care of the ball. Yeah, and and for as valuable as he was as a runner, it was completely negated with just the the really inexcusable mistakes. Three picks that he and they were they were bad, bad picks. The one at the goal line at the end of the first half, obviously, but even the last one where he just stared down the receiver and just kind of didn't even try to look, go through his reads, force the ball into traffic. Um, you know, the one where he overthrew Billy Kemp. Maybe if he has a taller receiver, that's a different throw. You can make a debate on that. But either way, he put the ball in the spot where it could get intercepted. And Minnesota made the plays, and Nebraska did not. So, you know, that was an issue for Jeff coming in here. You know, I remember going back to the offseason. Oh, yeah. Matt Rule said that he was surprised to learn that Jeff Sims had one of the highest turnover rates yeah, of any quarterback in, in Division One college football. So, I mean, now we're seeing why. Because he, he he takes chances with the ball, and a lot of times they're really bad chances. Yeah, he was he had the highest turnover rate of any FBS player with it with at least fifteen starts that, who had played in at least fifteen games. Now he is a dynamic runner. You, you know you heard a lot of tonight. 
Uh, looks like Jamal Lord. That was you. We heard a lot from you. Uh, or Taylor Martinez, Adrian, Adrian Martinez. Yep. You know, I mean, he is a dynamic runner. He ran it. I mean, he he ran it 19 times. Three of those were sacks. Um, but I, I just don't know if he can keep doing that. I don't know if he can keep. I don't know if he can keep running 15 times. I'll, I'll say though, the things that we thought that we had questions about about this team would they lean on Sims too much? Do they have an elite running back? Do they have issues on the offensive line? Do they have elite wide receivers? Do they have a game-breaking tight end? Because we know Thomas Fedoni has been hurt. A lot of those things showed. But on the other end, all right, improved special teams. So, like, wow, the special teams play was much improved. Um, they won that phase, I think, convincingly in this game. Mm -hmm. And defensively, we heard a lot about how that group looked in camp. I mean, Minnesota, when you break down the numbers and what they did on, on defense, or what Nebraska's defense did to them, it was – it was a, a real a performance that should have won this game because you look at the 13 points Minnesota scored, most of it had to do with mistakes Nebraska's offense made. Well, yeah, if you would have told me, come on, Rob, Sean, if you said Minnesota scored 13 in this game, yeah. you, you, you'd Not like Minnesota. Nebraska to win. Okay, two numbers. If Minnesota scores 13, you gotta fit, you gotta like Nebraska's chances. If if Minnesota if Minnesota rushes for for uh 55 yards, which they did, 55. You like Nebraska's chances. Oh, yeah, there's a lot to like on that defense. A lot to ask of them to hold firm in there after those late turnovers. Minnesota's long runs were 10 and 11 yards. Nebraska had runs of 26, 12, 27, and 10. Okay, what do you think of Nebraska's offensive line on the other hand? I mean, yeah, I mean, they struggled to protect. Uh, a lot of those sacks were guys just getting beat one on Turner Corcoran had another rough day. He was getting beat one on one on that left tackle on the blind side. And Jeff Sims, too. I mean, he sat in the pocket too long, but he wasn't getting a lot of time back there. Three sacks. And they, they were getting sacks rushing three. three. They were just, getting sacks rushing three Rob, guys. Rob, it's just three. Okay. And then how many of those were Sims scrambling out of the pocket? Mm -hmm. And so you want to talk about him not ever looking comfortable with his passing. I think that had something to do with it. Certainly not all, but it didn't help. And then the, the running game, like the traditional running game, you know, Nebraska's backs combined, what, 17 carries for 80-some yards. So, like, I guess that's okay. So, so, yeah. But there, there's a fumble, a game-changing fumble in that. And they, that's they, not on the O-line. Yeah. So, I mean, like, what I'm saying is, like, the O-line was okay. Yeah. But it wasn't good enough. Right. I'd have – now, I'm not I'm not arguing with you. I'm just saying I want to – I want. I need to look at it a little closer, what that pass protection was like. Yeah. There was definitely a period in there when it when they were – when it was struggling, but I thought it protected well at times. Probably just needs to be more consistent. Minnesota was dropping a lot of guys back. I mean, one of those sacks on Sims, a key one, was a three-man rush. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. When you get them I mean, sacks on a three-man rush. So no one's open, A, because you've got eight guys drop back. And it doesn't appear that Nebraska has the receivers and Sim, at least tonight, didn't have the arm strength to rifle it through when eight guys were dropping back. It just right. wasn't there for him. Yeah, they have some issues on offense that aren't going to go away. Um, they, they don't have they, just as we thought. They don't have that downfield threat. And by, by the way, Isaiah Garcia Castaneda got hurt. Yeah, he's he's one of their stars. Potentially a severe injury is what rule said. They're going to evaluate him further, but as of now, doesn't look great. Did you see it, anybody? Did anyone notice that moment when he went down? Well, I know I saw him limping off the field, but he got to the sideline under his own power. So it didn't. I didn't even think anything of it. So then you saw Jalen Lloyd, Malachi Coleman out there, Tommy Hill, true freshman, um, runs. Yeah. I mean, how about a key? There was a key moment where 
Jalen Lloyd, the freshman from West Side, gets a key first down on a reverse. reverse. And then another freshman from West Side, Tristan Alvano, makes a field goal on the same drive. Yeah. Yeah. They, they had Coleman. Yeah. You're right. They put Coleman in a little bit. Uh, Lloyd for speed. I mean, he's, he's got sprinter speed. Um, Tommy Hill is, is, is speed. You can see what's going on, right? Those starters at the receiver position, they don't have a lot of it. Nope. I mean, it, it was, you know, Billy Camp. It was Billy Camp, Alex Bullock. and Billy Isaiah, Camp, who did not catch a pass. And Isaiah Garcia Castaneda. Those are your three starters. Now, none of those guys are real down with field threats. So they bring in freshmen to help with that. Marcus Washington um, suspended for the first half for academic reasons. Now, he helped in the second half. Three for 31 on four targets. Um, that was tied for the most receptions. Alex Bullock had three for 56, but Castaneda was targeted the most in the game for Nebraska at five. Now, none of those guys we just talked about are, are, are what you'd call prototypical downfield threats, not even Washington. Um, Washington's, a, you know, probably he's, he's just not that type of guy. He wasn't that type of guy at Texas. Um, so, so that's going to be an ongoing issue. I thought maybe you'd see more from Thomas Fedoni. Yeah. Right. He just didn't really have much of a role. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Not even in the red zone. No. Nope. I mean, you got Nate Borkacher getting targets inside the 10, not Thomas Fedoni. Well, how about Heinrich Harburg was a tight end, even? Yeah. Harburg had a target. Yeah. So it, it it's hard to kind of, was Minnesota taking Fedoni out? Was he just not? I mean, it, you know, it's his first football game he's played in since high school. Right. I'm not being hey, no, right. Now, listen, I'm not being hard on Thomas Fedoni. I mean, you got it. We got to make sure this conversation. I mean, this is a conversation to me that about Marcus Satterfield going forward has to find something, not just Sims yeah. running the ball. What it, they did tonight is not sustainable. No, he has to find other viable options. Now, 22 looked like one. Right, seven seven carries, fifty five yards. He got going late. Yeah, and that that goes back. Okay, why was he not? And, and we heard Matt Rule's explanation, which we should tell people. Uh, that Anthony was. Grant, they liked the play call that he was in for. That was a play that he runs really well, and they thought he'd break it, and he and he did almost. Um, but that was where the fumble was. And two weeks ago in fall camp, those that was a situation where he had a fumble a couple of fumbles in the big scrimmage, Anthony Grant. So what had happened two weeks ago, again, happened here in this game. And that's why, yeah, you wonder. And, and Matt, Matt was asked, why Why is he in the game? Why is Gabe Irvin not in the game at that point? Gabe Irvin was healthy. I don't think Gabe Irvin was ailing at all. Mm -hmm. um, again, Sean, I know what you said. Rules said that they like that. They like Grant on that play call. But it is a legitimate question to ask. What's he doing in there when he was – now? To be clear to these to listeners, Grant was third string mm -hmm. going into this game. He was number three on the depth chart, mainly because of the fumble issue, and there it was. And they quickly went right, right back to him. Yeah, so that's the credit. They did go right back to him, but you just got to wonder now. I mean, with that scrimmage performance, the fact that Rule felt the need to publicly call him out and like say by name Anthony Grant's having trouble with fumbles, and then everybody saw it again tonight where in the biggest moment he put the ball to Grant. And it, and it wasn't the only reason they lost the game, but it played a significant part. So now where's that level of trust with mm -hmm. him going forward? I mean, are they going to lean on him? Like maybe they normally would have if he was able to take care of the ball. He's are 24. He's 24 years old. He's a grown man. You did, now, Rule was different tonight than he was after that scrimmage. He didn't, he didn't 
throw Grant under the bus. No, he went out of his way to not. Yeah. Well, they need Grant's talent. I mean, yeah. That's a thing. I mean, he's and he's a good he's a good kid. Good. Yeah. I mean, good. I mean, just a good person. You said it though, Sean. You're right. They need him 100. percent All right. Well, you're joining us right now. Thank you very much, uh, Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Washett. We're live here um, in Minneapolis at the stadium, Huntington Bank Stadium, as uh, we put a wrap on Nebraska. Before. Hi, it's Sean Callahan with Husker Online. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones and see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us. Before we get into our next conversation, uh, this segment and uh, show brought to you by CHI Health, uh, one of our proud sponsors here of the Husker Online postgame show. Uh, check out CHI Health's brand new facility on 40th and Yankee Hill in Lincoln. I'm a patient there. Uh, great facility, a lot of services there. Um, and they also have Priority walk-in care Monday through Sunday, seven days a week, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Uh, there's a pharmacy on site. You can get x-rays done there. Uh, wonderful medical facility, CHI Health. Uh, particularly check out their brand new facility here in South Lincoln on 40th and Yankee Hill Road. Uh, thanks again to CHI Health for being on board as a sponsor this fall. We're excited to work with them here on the Husker Online Show uh, but yeah, let's let's move the conversation forward though to the defense. So Nebraska's defense, we got our first look of the Tony White system, the three three five. They've looked fast. They played physical. I mean, it, it was a solid opening outing in a lot of respects. And and you heard Isaac Gifford say, you know, it was a really physical camp, and and that's how it looked the way they played this game. Yeah, Sean, you made a great point during the game when you we were just talking about the defense, and they hit during they hit during August. Hit and you can see it now. And what do you look for? What I always look for is a team that rallies hard to the ball more than one. Next several saw that when you saw that a lot. You didn't see a lot of confusion. Um, and yeah, it, that that looks like it. You know what's about? We figured the defense would look pretty good, and it looked good. We probably looked a little better than that. The biggest question about them is how they defend the run, and they. Yeah. More than exceeded expectations. They gave up 16 rushing yards in the second half. That's amazing. They gave up two third down conversions in yeah. the second half. So while they struggled early on third down, getting a bunch of third moms, it was the like definition of bend but don't break. You have three points yeah. in the first half. I mean, the defense it's did enough to win. They weren't perfect, but they did more than enough to win that game. Special teams did more than enough to win the game. It's just the, the lack of ball security and countless mental mistakes the offense made that they didn't. When did Robinson go out? Uh, oh, do you know what? Lincoln. What second? Right? It was the second half. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah third, Robinson, third, third quarter. Yeah, when Ty Robinson got DQ uh, for hitting the quarterback. Personal foul targeting. Yeah, personal foul targeting. Now, so they did that without their lead. Now, these are local leaders and one of the better players. They for much of the second half too, so that tells you a, a little bit. A lot of resilience. You know, there's a little resilience there. Uh, Polar bear played well. That's something. A sack and held in there really well. Played a lot. Okay, played guys, a lot of just, snaps. Uh, 
we had more mic issues when my thing flipped off we lost these nice mics and we were only speaking into my camera mic so again um, show one we got it fixed um, i apologize for that issue because when it shut off we lost mic so okay. we're back um we want it's important to us to do a good show here in the post game and we travel with the heavy equipment it's a hassle to bring it we tried doing it without the equipment before it didn't go well and we heard about it so we want to do a good show so we apologize for the mic issues but i think we're back on with all of our mics um sip there was one uh, 20 dollar comment here in the super chat that you said on june 10th that jeff sims was a better and more polished passer than lamar jackson the nfl mvp and heisman winner that did not age well love your yeah. show though yeah i don't think i actually said it that way by the way i was kind of i think you put words in my mouth a little bit i i mean i said that he that he did have some polish as a passer he didn't he just he he the the concern was how would he read could he read well now he didn't he mm -hmm. didn't look bad i mean i don't know what it'll look like going forward i don't here's what i'm not going to do i'm not going to condemn jeff sims right now and if you want to turn this conversation sean i also said you were also pretty high on saying yeah. that he was a better quarterback than Casey Thompson. Now, what are you saying now? What would it have looked like tonight with <laughs> if you want? If you want to bring up old comments, what, what would it have looked like with Casey Thompson? Well, I don't know. Yeah, is Casey Thompson throwing to Trey Palmer again? I don't know. I mean, it, would he have been able to stand in the pocket and make his throws? I don't know. Would he have been able to run for a yeah, who, who, read, who reads better? Who reads better? Yeah, but were the guys open? Yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna play this game, then you got we got to play it your way too. <laughs> no, you said hey, Dims hey. was a lot better quarterback than Casey Thompson. I still think he's probably a better quarterback. Okay, we'll see. Certainly has the physical dual threat ability. Like that's not the question, and that was the only right. thing Nebraska could hang its hat on for the majority of the game. But when it came down to it, at the end of the game, when you needed to engineer a game-winning drive and you need to throw the ball. I personally just didn't have a lot of confidence no. as that game wore on. Especially so when eight guys were dropping. When, when they needed to throw the ball yeah. downfield, like outside of check downs, they weren't passing the ball. Right. I mean, that eight, in, I mean, he had guys um, and missed them. And he had, you know, he had Borkert turn the end zone at the end of the yeah. half there, wide open, just missed. Didn't he threw see to him. Castaneda, it was double covered in the corner. Yeah, it didn't see him. So it wasn't all about just having eight guys back. I mean, he missed guys, and he, he it was a it was a bad throw on the final pick. Mike uh, Stoffer makes a comment with with this personnel. Um, Je oh, I lost Mike's comment here. Just uh, with this personnel, Sims is better than Casey. With this personnel, I'd say so. I mean, That's they need his thing. running ability. They need his running. Yeah, ability. they didn't have the running. I mean, first of all, they they, got, we, they lost this game by three points. Yeah, right. Boy, the drinks must be flowing. We got another $20 comment here on the show uh, from Warren Diver. You kept me going through the summer. Great show. Wish our coaching staff was at the same level. The staff made mistakes. Sip was right. Love you all. F everything. Go Big Red. You said it, Warren. Is that John John? I, by the way, I, I met John Johnston today. Yeah. He told me to tell you hello, Sip. I don't – I mean, I don't know. There's a, there is a lot of reasons to be optimistic here. I mean, there are. That two of the three the elements were really good, right? Really good, but they, you cannot turn the ball over four times and commit costly turnovers that take points off of the scoreboard mm -hmm. and expect to win, especially on the road against a division opponent. Well, and they had a huge, huge penalty at the goal line at the end of the at the half. Just the old bugaboo offensive lineman jumps off sides, mm -hmm. killed. Him. I mean, yeah. just that's what rule pointed to in that in that sequence. 
when they should have at least got a field goal out of that. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no they should at least no got a field goal out of that. Piper jumps, kills him. I mean, it just it's, it's, it's a killer penalty. They should have got the touchdown, though. I think. Yeah. Now, Jake, uh, we missed the super chat here from Jacob. We got to get this in. Uh, Jacob threw $10 in. Thank you for your support, Jacob. I still feel good about this team. Mm-hmm. For the first time in so many years, I felt like Nebraska is more physical than I agree. a legit Big Ten opponent. I think the mistakes can be fixed. And, yeah, I think we all agree. I think. Do they have enough receivers, though, is the question. Oh, now, hold on. Now, I mean, I don't – do we all agree that the mistakes can be fixed? Sims – came in with the reputation for turnovers. Mm. Why Why do you think that's just automatically going to be fixed? I think the penalties can be fixed. Yeah, I do. But why, why, why do we think Sims automatically will quit throwing interceptions? I, I don't think that. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I wouldn't. I don't think that. But I do. Think, I think they got a problem. I do think they can find ways to give him more help. Yeah. To where the running game, the traditional running game, the running backs are more involved. And, you know, you're getting more production out of that to where, um, you know, your receivers are doing more. Your tight ends are getting more involved. And maybe that's on Jeff. I don't know. But it's it's game one. Yeah. He's a new quarterback with a bunch of new personnel. Like, you would expect there to be kinks. And maybe the lack of ball security and the carelessness with the football gets progressively cleaned up the more comfortable he gets in this system. And the fact that this was his first time doing it in live action. Yeah, I like the. I mean, the way Rule coached this game, though. I mean, to play PJ Flex team, you got to be patient. The way he wants he to play patient. you, I mean, it's a rock fight, and you know he, he got the ball first, so you knew Minnesota was going to have kind of the early pace advantage, and they did. And it's like Scott Frost; that was kind of his downfall against PJ. Like he would lose patience for mm-hmm. playing that kind of boring game. He wanted to kind of change the game, and it worked for him in 2018. Then every other time against. Minnesota, Nebraska loss with Frost. I mean, to, to play flex team, you have to play his style a little bit, but then you got to take advantage of your opportunities. And Nebraska did, it did for a while, and they had a chance. They had a great chance. And I, I like the composure that rural coaches a game. You can sense that. Yeah, I mean, it's a real – this is frustrating. I, I just keep going back to this. This is a lot on – this is going to be a difficult chore for Satterfield. He's got to find offense. I mean, it's because because no, this isn't all. I'm not putting this all on Sims' shoulders because he's their best player. And he's their best option as a runner. It looked like so yeah, no doubt. So you gotta you. I don't know what you do. I'm not an offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is, Satterfield's got to. I mean, I I I I I don't know about about you guys, but I thought during the course of August you could see him his confidence waned, I mm-hmm. thought. And that, and you know what? We saw why. All right. We have a number of super chats, but I want to get uh, first um, to one of our other sponsors here. Um, thank you again to Bauer underground and Lincoln. Uh, they are a proud sponsor supporter here of the Husker online show. Um, thrilled to be working with Bauer underground. Uh, they serve and support for local contractors, and utility companies with the state of Nebraska. Bauer underground gives a hundred percent to ensure quality control for their customers as they have excellent management skills to supervise each other in every job they make uh, a contract for the company and its employees are accustomed to deadline pressures 
on construction jobs and take tremendous pride in meeting the deadline requirements while maintaining an excellent workmanship on each job. Strategy is at the heart of what they do for more than 25 years. Their reputation has been built on these basic principles, which include quality workmanship, on-time job completion, hiring, retaining high-quality personnel, utilizing the latest earth-moving techniques, and maintaining safety for their customers' employees. We, we, are, we have a lot more coming from Bauer here throughout this season. Once again, excited to have uh, Bauer on the show as one of our sponsors here. They've got locations in Norfolk, Lincoln, Omaha, and Kearney. Um, let's get back into the super chats because they're they're flowing in. I mean, people mm -hmm. want their comments. Mm -hmm. uh, Brody first, 10 and 3. Why do we run three pass plays, mm. three and out in good field position? Thanks. Love the show. Okay, so take, we'll go back through thing. that. We'll go through, back through that. The first play was, was the deep, Tommy Hill. Deep ball to Tommy Hill. Chucking it down. Kind of a kill shot. Kill shot. Second play was a was a the ball was tipped at the line of scrimmage, and I think it was Kemp. likely would have been Billy Kemp for a first down. I'm going to be honest, so I, I don't have a lot of confidence in going deep to Tommy Hill. That's like, what I'm saying. I mean, like, like that, I get like we made the point question. earlier. It was because of speed. Like right. he's they don't have a game breaker take the top off receiver, and so they went to their cornerback as one of the fastest. <laughs> I mean, guys that would have been team. Xavier Betts if he was still on. The yeah. Team. Now so that now, itself, he, now the ball. I, I mean, he was. It was there. I mean. The, the pass was there. So Sean's right. They were going for a kill shot. I don't mind that aggressiveness. And the ball, the second ball was tipped. And he, he was, Billy Kemp was open. So then the third pass was short. It was completed stick. for no gain. Yeah. All right. Warren um, has another uh, super chat here. Thank you, Warren. Mm -hmm. $10 here to the Husker Online Show. Uh, two honest questions. What happened with bets? And do you feel confident in Riola going forward? Bets simply left the team because his heart's not in football. Just didn't love the game. Right. And what about Raiola, Robin? What's your thoughts? See, I mean, I think the offensive line obviously has plenty of room to improve, but I don't know if that was necessarily the greatest problem. You know, I mean, I they, think it was. Yeah. I mean, you certainly it's a collective effort and they played their role in some of the issues Nebraska had offensively, but you know, they didn't throw the ball into double coverage. They didn't drop the football on the ground. You know, right. they were actually running the ball pretty well towards the second half. They were. They scored at the goal line when right. they actually ran it inside yep. the five. Yep. Uh, but technically, they negated it with a penalty. So what I'm saying is that isn't my greatest concern coming out of this. I think they'll continue to develop and be not the biggest issue. All right. Jeremy um, has a comment and a question. Um, first of all, you have to call timeout on the half-yard line. Reset and run a perfect QB sneak. Yep. That was a mistake. I'm with should've you. Should have called time. I'm with you, Jeremy. It was really aggressive just to sit on that timeout the way they did there. But second question, real important question for you, Steve Sipple. How was your stake at Murray's? All three of us had Murray's, by the way. Mm -hmm. It was it was memorable. Yeah. The steak was memorable. And he had and, and he went margarita. High level. <laughs> the steak was memorable. Steak and margaritas. And the Brussels, the, the crispy Brussels sprouts and Thai sweet Thai chili. Sweet sweet Thai chili was memorable. So you could be having a uh, dinner in North Korea, you'd still order a margarita, I think. <laughs> Not sure what you mean by that, John, but um, you're probably right. I mean, you, you, you if, if they offer that as an option, you're like, yeah, how's your margarita? Hey, the listen, waiter says it's good. Listen, Murray's <laughs> is uh, is high end, not steak. I mean, you know, you, you're eating expensive steak. You expect a lot. It delivered. It was great. 
Well, Jeremy just chipped in $5 to help cover some of that steak. Yeah. So thank you, it. Jeremy. All right, we got more Super Chats. I'm going to try to get through these because uh, we're getting a lot tonight. Uh, John Andrews, with nine minutes left, we had the ball, the momentum, and the running uh, game was humming. And what do we do? Abandon the run. Help me out. So this is kind of like going back to the, the last question, too, about not using the timeout. Like, you can blame the players and Jeff Sims and Anthony Grant and, and all the, the penalties, but I think some of this goes on the coaching staff too. They had some questionable decisions that, you know, maybe they're working some kinks out in their own right, but, um, you know, I mean, people are, I know in the chat were saying uh, Tommy Hill was open, but I still don't like going to a cornerback, a guy that hasn't even been repping at receiver with you in that moment when you can run the ball, you have the game under control. You have all the momentum. I understand the aggressiveness. But then run the ball again. They threw it again. And then they threw it again. And then they get inside the 10. What do they do? They throw the ball. I, I, there's something to be said That's for true. sticking with what, is, with what is working in the biggest moments. And they went away from what got them in that position to put the game away. And so that, you know, I, maybe this is, again, stuff where they're, they're still kind of figuring themselves out and whatnot. But um, I came away with concerns with the coaching decisions that were made at critical points in the game. And, you know, I think those are ultimately just as big of a concern as some of the player mistakes. When's the last time? I mean, Nebraska hasn't played in games like this very often, or just a pure rock fight, like a 10-3, 3 no, I mean, where the score – I mean, Wisconsin last year. It was, and then the weather was a lot different. Yes, yeah, I mean, a lot different. I mean, the weather played a factor, but, right. the, you know, the, you couldn't do anything that day. I mean, this was a unique deal to, to be in a game like this to start a season. I mean, usually you, you kind of, you know, run – Yeah, you're right. You just look different and I mean this was a true fist fight for Nebraska. And this, that's the thing. They they hung in there. They did. I mean, Nebraska really hung in there. That's why it's they should have won. Yeah, I think that's why there's a, a there'll, there'll be a profound feeling of disappointment. I mean, they had the game. They were the better team. Yeah, gen, yeah. I I I mean I I fully believe I that. I think so. I mean, not, a lot of that conversation. Rob, a lot of that conversation is about Sims. Yeah. Because it's a it if are they better? Not if Sims keeps turning it over at a high rate. That has to get fixed. Right. And I'm not, and I want to be clear on something. You know, I, I like Sims. I mean, he was a, one of the reasons I identified why I think they could win the game. I didn't envision this. I didn't. I, I, I didn't envision him throwing three picks. Sorry. So there's um, Scott just wanted to <laughs> chime in. Kim John, you loves margaritas. Woo. All right. Thank sorry. You. So if you had a really good point, I'd. I did. I didn't. I did not. I did not envision him doing that. I didn't envision three picks tonight. I did. I did, I did envision him running it like that. But I thought. I thought. I was pretty convinced from what I heard from Rule and Satterfield that he would put those those turnover issues behind him. And there they are now. So what do you now? What do you make of it? I don't. Again, I don't want to hammer on Sims, but. You cannot ignore the fact that he had those problems at Georgia Tech. 30 mm. touchdown passes, 23 interceptions. Mm. That's not the ratio you want. Now he's he's one touchdown pass, three interceptions out of the gate. Is it, can he turn that around? That's the that's gonna be the question going forward. Yeah. yeah, the defense too, you know, Omar Brown had the pick, but you, you we like you'd like to see them get more turnovers. The way, well, a couple the way more. Minnesota was having to throw. Yeah, one or two more would have been really, really helpful. All right, Weston. Um Five dollars in the super chat as a comment. What is the biggest positive we can gain from the game tonight? 
It, fe- it felt right. The defense, the special teams, and you know, I think every, all of us picked Minnesota to win the game in a game about like this. So I don't think any of us are surprised Nebraska lost this game. It's more, man, they had this one, and, and that's that's the manner in which they lost. How about how about this? Oh, going bigger picture, macro resilience. Think about the way you felt at halftime. Oh yeah. Oh, and they immediately like they immediately came right back out. Right. Think about Opening what kickoff. happened. Yeah. What happened at the end of the half? We we're like, oh my god, they blew it inside the five. Same old Nebraska. And then what happens? Ramirez returns a kickoff, sixty-four yards. Right. Sixty-three, mm-hmm. sixty-four yards. Um, Nebraska, Nebraska. As you pointed out, Rob, complimentary football. The offense kicks into gear. They get that trick play called Osborne. Throw back pass to Sims. He guns it. In the t- he guns it to Bullock. Nebraska's got a lead, seven three lead, mm-hmm. and then the defense gets a three and out. Nebraska's got all the momentum. All the momentum. I mean, fourteen three. This thing's over. Yeah, yeah. No that, in a game like today, the way Minnesota likes to play, they're not built to come back fourteen three. Like yeah, because then all the pressure's on them, and they have to throw it. They can't play their style of football. All right, we got a couple more comments here. Jacob um, said one thing he noticed about Rule sipping Robin. Uh, was after the game, he just looked genuinely pissed and determined to fix it, whereas previous coaches, Frost, just looked a little befuddled and just dumbfounded after a game. Um, you know, And I'll say we've covered, unfortunately, a lot of post-game losses press conferences. That was about as good of a loss press conference. Just, And I'm not surprised. I mean, that's how Matt Rule operates. Um, but his tone, his demeanor, mm-hmm. his professionalism, you know, he's able to address the questions and, and not come off angry at the reporters, if that makes sense. That makes sense. I I, I, I I totally agree with you on the same token. Mike Riley was really good in after losses. I'm not I'm not too big on guys that are good after. I mean, I mean, it's really faint praise, Sean. It's really faint. Yeah. Hey, uh, PD comes in heavy, simple with a super chat here. Forty nine ninety nine at the twenty eight fifty mark on the six ten. Oscar Online headlines, June 10th. Sips flaming cold Lamar Jackson takes starts. Love the show. Got the timestamp and everything. Sip even doubled down after Sean questioned if he was taking his take too far that Jeff Sims is a better thrower than Lamar Jackson. There's receipts on this sip. Love the show. Yeah, the good thing for you, Sean, is you can play both sides of this because your your big thing was. Sims was way better than Casey Thompson. Well, you you said Lamar. You said Lamar. You said the N- former NFL MVP. I don't know what. I, I feel like I, the point Casey I was Thompson. trying to make was he had a nice, fluid motion. You know, and he does. He has a nice, fluid motion. We have another uh, super chat to slide in here from Ty. Or, I'm sorry, Warren. Again, uh, thank you for the good answers. Two more. Does TCU cover Saturday? It's a big line, by the way. I have no what idea. is it? Do you it it's. I mean, it's like yeah, thirty. You, it's like thirty yeah, points. Yeah. I think. You keep talking. I'll look yeah, it up. What, what record does Nebraska? And what record this year is the over under for firing Satterfield in the year? That okay? Ooh, no, that's that's a little aggressive. I, mean, I think it's twenty four point five on that line. It's a big line though. Uh, TCU twenty and a half. Twenty and a half, okay. according to the thing I'm looking at. So in that oh, yeah, case, yeah. yes, I think they cover and they cover comfortably. I have zero faith in Colorado this year. Zero. I'm saying it. So I watched a thing a while back. You know Tom Luganbill, like yeah. the NFL draft guy, whatever. Uh, he went to one of Colorado's practices, and he said, you know, there was a strong case to be made that UMass has the worst roster in college football. 
Colorado might be pushing them. Really? He says they have they have a quarterback. They have elite talent at corner, uh, including Receiver. one that can play both side both ways. Yeah, they got they got some receivers, but in the lines on both sides of the ball, they got nothing. Mm, uh, yeah, it's scary. I'm still. I, and so you you pair that with how Nebraska how physical they were defensively, yeah. especially up front. They shut down Minnesota's running game. That's true. Minnesota they, is a whole different more, animal. Yeah, Minnesota tried to run it at. They did. They tried all night. They tried. Yeah, they tried. And so. Yes, uh, I'm curious to see how that game plays out. I think that could be a long opener for or Tony White. Prime. That is that is optimism. I mean, there's reason for optimism there. And Our, you know, Polar Bear played really well. He did. That sack was. Ty Robinson being out for the first half, we talked. Yeah, oh, yeah. Though that that Nash was asked about that, um, you know, he said they didn't really notice much of a difference. Which maybe is this? I mean, they they played hockey lines. I mean, they said, yeah. "Oh God, did they?" What was it? Eighteen players in the first drive on the first team. drive on defense. Nebraska played eighteen players. Yeah, ten guys had tackles. Yeah. That's incredible. Um, all right, hey, uh, I want to bring in our other sponsor here real quick here as we kind of um, close our conversations here on the show. But I want to thank Homefield as well as one of our sponsors. Homefield is a premium collegiate apparel brand based in Indianapolis. They emphasize their commitment to creating incredibly comfortable, officially licensed apparel and vintage college designs. They feature a growing collection of over 150 colleges to choose from, including obviously Nebraska. Um, and their designs are unique. I mean, these aren't the stuff you buy at Shields or you know the main stores. Uh, these are kind of, these are custom shirts, uh, very unique. I urge you to check out their website. Uh, we've got a great discount as well uh, with Homefield. If you use the promo code Huskers23, you'll get 15% off at Homefield. Uh, that's homefieldapparel.com, promo code Huskers23 to get 15% off on your apparel purchases. Thanks again to Homefield for uh, sponsoring here the Husker Online Show. I want to make sure if there was there any other super chat. Uh, Dylan had a quick comment. What should we think if we lose to Rado? Rado, now? Colorado. Okay, Colorado. I'm not. Caught, I'm not cool with the lingo, <laughs> especially at one of them. I got you, Dylan. Don't worry. Um, I, here's the thing: you don't want to overreact to anything when a head coach is in his first year. I mean, there's there is a lot of reasons. In his first game. Yeah, first game. First game, first year. I don't want to go down this road where we get hysterical, right? Mm -hmm. There was a lot of good tonight. And, and, and they pushed Minnesota to the absolute limit. A team that's won nine games in back-to-back -back years. Um, a team that has that under P.J. Fleck has become very – I mean, it's just a very strong program. I mean, if I'm Matt Rule and I'm hearing a lot of criticism, I'm probably going to get a little angry. I mean, yeah, hopefully his team gets mad too. Yeah. I think they need to play with a bit more edge. Now I want to do, I do want to make a personal plea to Jeff Sims to, to please, please clean it up. So I don't hear this every week <laughs> on the super chat. You're going to be wearing a Lamar Jackson. <laughs> yeah. might please be, Jeff, at least the sunglasses. Sims. You're going to have a margarita, a Lamar Jackson jersey. <laughs> I just want to just clean it up, please. He I have a haircut in Minneapolis for the show. I mean, look at that beautiful Steve Zippel hair. You get comments all weekend on that great hair. I have faith in Jeff Sims, okay? Clean it up. <laughs> yeah, and I just said that Colorado, I'm, I have zero faith in them. So I will say if they lose that game and fall to 0-2 and, 
I mean, going into the year, that's worst case scenario, right? I know, I know. Oh, and two on two prime time or not nationally televised games. And then even going into Michigan, you're gonna be like at best two and two, probably gonna go up two and three. So like you know, that's like the the worst case start. So this this was already a huge game next week. It became significantly bigger. No, now. they. I think they have to be one and one. If they're going to have any chance at a bowl, they I, have to be one and one. I, I for sure, Rob. But I don't like the the. I don't want to attach too much doom to this conversation. They yeah. were right in the game. Again, they should sure. have won tonight. Yeah. In my opinion, they were the better team. The, the worst that gives case, me optimism, Rob. The worst case scenario would have been a blowout loss. And then a lost a Where they just looked helpless. Yeah. That's worst case. And yeah. They yeah. hung okay. in there. I mean, You're that's right. what you had to like about tonight. Minnesota. Right. Can you say out. that louder? You're right. You're <laughs> right, Sid. <laughs> For once. <laughs> I mean, early in that game, it was like 20, right. it was like 22 to 6 on the play count where Minnesota, yeah. you know, looked like God Nebraska's defense can around the gas. It was hard. I mean, I was thinking about man, if they win this game, which it felt like they were. I mean, the yes, it did. Sure did. Feel was at I think 94% at one point. <laughs> Then I'm like, they win at Colorado. I mean, I was thinking about Trev Alberts and Nebraska and just yeah. that home opener, that yeah. just this, the excitement that this oh, team, football. I mean, it would have come home like conquering war heroes coming through Minneapolis and Boulder. Yep. To, I mean, it would just been unlike anything we had seen for a, a, where the program's been the last few years. That's why, that's why a lot of people, Nebraska fans, these, these fans that are so loyal and, I mean, they're remarkable. This is such – it is. It's a gut punch. Yes. When that ball got punched out of Anthony Grant's hand, you just thought, oh, God, yep. no. Well, then no, the pick, no. they're going to go to overtime. Yeah. I mean, or set up Elvano to win the game. And yeah. then they pick yeah. it. But Yeah, yeah. They had that shot. They got the ball with 229 left, right? Moving it. They're okay. moving it. And sent, then Sims throws the pick. Two more super chats. I got to slide in here, guys. Please Did not. Satterfield's <laughs> offense surprise you? I thought it was going to be way simpler – um, and mm. RTDB more run the damn ball. Hell, there was even a pass to Harburg. I don't know how simple you can be. I don't. I, they just. I I don't know if you can. Okay, now let's let's just try to keep our composure here. I don't know that in the Big Ten if you can just line up and run those big backs at people and expect to move the ball consistently. Here's okay. So the running game, yeah, I agree with you. Like they were really struggling to just run between the tackles. So they had to get creative and find ways to get, get to the edges. My issue was the passing game. They had Sims sitting in the pocket way too long. And maybe that's just him going through his reads too slow and Mm -hmm. just kind of getting lost back there. You don't know, but they need the ball out of his hands quick. He needs to like, yeah. I'm, go- I'm going here, bang. I thought we'd get see the that. ball out. I thought we'd see that. More. Get the ball in those Quick, little wide out. receivers' hands and let them go run. I, I Don't make them have to like go through and try to catch balls in traffic. Like that's not what you're supposed to be doing with I mean, guys. Were, were the guys getting open is what we don't yeah. really know. And, and, you know, were they tight windows that he just didn't want to throw it in? Mm-hmm. I mean, and he tried a couple times and we saw what happened. I, I mean, what we'll have to do is go back and look at the tape. What, what were they doing? What did Minnesota do with Billy Kemp? Uh, you yeah. got to look at that. How no, did they take no him catches out? for Kemp? I did not expect that. How did they take him out of it? I, mean, I, I was thinking Billy Kemp would have like 80 yards receiving. Yeah, yeah. He, I he thought eight respect. catches. Okay, Jacob, um, another great super chat for Jacob. Uh, Thank 50 you, Jacob. super chat here. My last of the night. I think something that makes me optimistic about Sims's turnovers is that it's the best defense he's probably ever played. Mm. I think there's only three defenses on the schedule that are as good or better than Minnesota, he should be fined at Colorado. 
Yeah. Get his confidence back. I agree. I think Nebraska will be able to run the ball better next week, and that's going to help out Jeff to where he's not having to do everything. Yeah, and I don't want – I shouldn't say stuff like I just said. Get his confidence back. I don't know that he's lost confidence. He, he seems like a confident guy. Um, I don't know that this hurt his confidence. You'd think it would, but maybe it, maybe he's fine. I hope I hope that's the case. It's game one. They're right in it. Had a great chance to win with seven minutes to go. You, with seven minutes to go, didn't you think they're going to win the game? Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like, well, Minnesota's got the score a touchdown. Oh. And that was going to be hard for them, the way Nebraska's defense is playing. And Robert and I were even talking about when it was a four-point lead for Nebraska. They were still going to have to score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So Nebraska was in a great position as long as they kept field position and made Minnesota earn it. And, I mean, that fourth down play, I mean, that was lucky as hell. Like, to throw it in the end zone and the guy – Great catch. I mean, great catch. But every year we, Nebraska plays here in the stadium, there's always a catch like that. Where <laughs> it's like the best catch of the guy's life, and it happens against Nebraska. And, unfortunately, we've seen that so many times. That was like Lynn Swan back I mean, in the back of the end zone. Break the way his, I mean, this is ridiculous. How's he get his foot? The thing is that Minnesota's playmakers came up with the big plays. You know, Newbin was unbelievable. Yeah. Like he was he was arguably the best player on the field. Yeah. And he made the two biggest plays with those big interceptions. Yeah. Fascinating night, really. Really, it was. I mean, I mean, just a gut punch. They lost 13 team. to 10. Yeah. 13 and to 10. Again, they should have won that game. Stand by it. And, and, and we I Sean, I kind of agree with you that we all pick close losses, but I can't say that I thought that with seven minutes to go. I'd be really confident Nebraska was going to win. No. I wouldn't say I that. Agree. It went a little differently than I thought. Tony White took control of that game. Yeah. Let's put it this way. Maybe this makes people feel a little better. In, in a lot of ways, Nebraska was better than I thought they would be. Think about their – okay, you can tell a lot about a team on special teams, the way they come down cover kicks, the way they run kicks. How did Nebraska look? Good. I mean, good. and you had dudes really, like really good. Gaber – you know, that we've never talked about right. making like sticks. Yeah. And you're like, wow. I mean, okay. they, they've got guys, the amount of players that showed up that I hadn't ever written about or seen anything positive. That was a positive tonight. Yeah. Especially on even so special teams, defense. And I don't think you can say that the offense was without reasons for optimism. Irvin looked good. Irvin got going in this game. Gabe Irvin. Eventually. Yeah, he got going. Seven carries, 55 yards, right? That's what he finished with. Yeah. Um, I thought he started to look good. Grant, the fumble's the fumble, but he looked he, he looked pretty good. Romero had the big, big return. There were mm-hmm. things that there's a lot. Now, I don't want to – now, people are going to start saying, oh, there you go again, simple homer boy. But I don't, there's a lot I liked in that game. Hey, PD had one more comment for you, Sip. I just sent the clip to the Husker Online Instagram account. Don't let Sip off easy. Go Big Red. B-22 the ball. Gabe Irvin Jr. Thanks, guys. We love you, Sip. We love you. I want Sims to just take the L's. Just come back gunning next yeah. week. 300. Yeah, 1,400. I'm going to buy a Lamar Jackson jersey. Get Kuiper on the air saying, oh, yeah, this looks like a top first-round pick to me. <laughs> All right, well, guys, um, this was fun. It's, it's Thursday, so we got we got a weekend ahead of us. Thursday only. Well, we'll um, we'll reconvene back in Lincoln. So mo- Monday we'll get Matt Rule at his press conference, and that will be good. And then Tuesday we'll get players. Wednesday we'll get coaches. Thursday we'll get Rule. Um, schedule for regular shows. Husker Online show will be taped on Tuesdays. 
headlines we taped on Thursdays. So we give them shelf life for the week. So, uh, and we plan to do the post game show as quick as we can get done every home and road game. And we plan to be at Colorado doing the same show um, early on Saturday afternoon. Gentlemen. Yeah. That was, final I mean, it was kind of, again, it, kind of fun night. Packed stadium. Incredible Great atmosphere. Great, yeah, incredible atmosphere. Sold out. It was sold out. Yeah, it was. An, I would say incredible. This is this was a beautiful night for college football, and it was an interesting one. Yeah, and the good news is that you know this is a Minnesota team that some are projecting to win the West, and Nebraska was right there with them. If they stay out of their own way, they're yeah. going to at least have a chance. Yeah. How many times have we said that damn thing? <laughs> yes, easier said than done, but well, it's true. I want to. I uh, also want to say thank you to our producer Megan. Uh, back in Omaha, she's seven months pregnant, producing our shows right now uh, at home, working Man. hard at home. So thank you, Megan, for staying up late, uh, helping us get through the show on the back end tonight. Uh, guys, safe travels back. <laughs> you yep. too, Sean. Yeah. With the, your daughters. The grind will be real tomorrow, but we'll, we'll do it. All right. Well, make sure uh, you check out HuskerOnline.com. We've got a great special right now going on that runs through the weekend. You can get... Um, a, a subscription for 50% off uh, for an annual sub or um, a monthly subscription for $1 for your first month. So check that out at huskeronline.com. You can also catch our show. We'll put it on the podcast channel as well as the YouTube if you missed the live version. So uh, for Robin Washett, Steve Sipple, I'm Sean Callahan.